hey, Sean, I'd love to talk to you about your business. Here's what I sell. Woo woo. Buy it all. I can help you. Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis. I'm your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. What's going on? So we always talk about how right now is one of the greatest times in the history of business to be an entrepreneur. And I think that one of the main reasons for that is the power and opportunity of digital marketing. And if it's one part of digital marketing that I think has the most benefits for pretty much any business is social media. And I know a lot of business owners, small business owners, local business owners want to do more online, want to do more so on social media, but maybe aren't exactly sure how to get about it. Um, and I don't know exactly um, what some of the barriers are, but we definitely can see on a day-to-day -day basis that there are some big mistakes that are being made that are super easy fixes that are going to make social media for any business so much easier, so much more effective, so much better. Sean Mathis, do you agree? For sure. You know, and there, there's so many different social media platforms out there. And we're not saying you need to be on absolutely every single one of them. In fact, you probably shouldn't be because it wouldn't make sense for you. Uh, but the ones that you do wind up utilizing, the biggest thing you want to do is just make sure they're set up properly. It's amazing how many people do not set their social media profiles up correctly, whether that's, you know, a personal page versus a business page. It, I mean, it's crazy. There's a lot of people out there that they're, they're operating a personal business or a personal Facebook page as their business and trying to request, we trying to request friends for a business. And I get it. And I've gotten the friend requests from these uh, these their, their companies, and it's it's weird, you know. And uh, I mean that's that's totally not the right way to do it. First of all, Facebook doesn't want you to do it that way, and if they wind up catching you, you're gonna lose any of the hard. I mean, because that's gonna be a hard work to try to get that uh, to be worth anything, you know, unless they're friends that you know and, and not customers. I mean, they're not gonna make you any money. So I mean that's that's. Probably one of the easiest things to do is just make sure it's set up in the right format in the social media platform that you're utilizing. So if you're using Facebook, you do not want to use your personal Facebook page for your business. You're actually not allowed to sell things or make offers on your personal page, though you can talk about your business and you can link back over to your business page. You are not supposed to actually do business on that page. Now, one reason that you definitely don't want to use a personal page as a business is that a business should never have everybody's personal information. And when you actually friend request somebody on Facebook, that means that you're saying you can see all my photos, you can see all my posts, you can see everything about my family. And that's really no business's information. So the connection that Facebook makes between a person to person, like people becoming friends or somebody following a business is very different. So when you follow a business, the business isn't following you back. It's a, it's a one way right? Uh, when you become friends with somebody, it's actually a two-way and you're sharing information back there. So that's one reason why you definitely don't want to use your business page. 
Another reason why you don't want to use a personal page and you want to use a business page is that Facebook wants businesses to be on Facebook. Um, so they give them all kinds of opportunities and tools and resources that you just don't get from a personal page. Some of those things are the ability to actually do ads on a page. Like you cannot run ads from a personal page. So if you want to be able to get in front of more people, which Facebook is fantastic for because they have excellent targeting, that it's not like some of the other places where you know you have to be a little bit more shotgunny. You know, it's not like hey, when we did TV commercials or things like that, you can show your ads to specific people. So you can do that on a business page. You also get fantastic analytics, meaning you can see exactly who your fans are, what time of the day they're interacting. You can see what posts they like, which ones they didn't like, which videos they engaged with or how long they watched them. So you get a lot of data so that you are able to make better decisions. If you're just friend requesting people, like you get none of that information at all. So you're really missing out and you could be in trouble if you're using a personal Facebook page instead of a business Facebook page. Now, one thing you should do, though, is once you make the, the business related posts on your business page, feel free to reshare those on your personal page, um, because then you're, you're you are then putting it out in front of your other friends and all that kind of stuff. But everything goes back tracking wise to the business and it makes sense you're resharing something from the business. And that's a really great way to bring your personal friends into kind of your business world um, and maybe they will follow your business page but maybe they won't but if you share a post that you've made on your business page that allows them and then that could be a huge audience of people especially that are around you that are maybe like you that maybe want to already purchase from you that gives them the ability to buy from you from your business page even if they don't follow your business page so it's a very smart way for you to um, really compound um, the amount of people that are seeing things and you never have to worry. All business posts are all totally shareable. They are public posts. And so if somebody came onto your business page from, let's say they searched your business on Google and then they clicked onto your business page because your business page is actually indexed. The information isn't indexed, but the name and the location is indexed. So it's possible that they would search your business name, find your Facebook page, and then they could click on it and see everything about your business. They can see all your posts without ever having to follow you because everything that you put on there is public. Now on your personal page, it's very different. And a lot of people have rolled back their privacy settings in the last few years that everything that you put on there isn't public, which means if you're sharing something about your business on your personal page, if you have it to a certain privacy setting, like let's say only friends, then only your friends can see it. That means that if some one of your friends wants to share it with their friends, they can't because of those privacy settings. However, if it's from your business page, it is a free for all that everybody can see it, everybody can react to it, and it's going to be able to be seen by more people. Yeah, that's that snowball effect. I mean, you don't want to cut the head off and, and do it where only so many people are going to be able to see it. You, you want that thing to keep rolling. More eyes, more eyes, more eyes, and, and compound all that. And the only way to do that, or the right way to do that, is through your business page. So LinkedIn is a little bit different. You can have a business page on LinkedIn, but I don't think a lot of people really follow businesses as much as they follow people. On LinkedIn, you are actually representing yourself and your own personal or professional brand. 
because it was originally for people who wanted to find jobs, it's more of a professional networking. So you definitely, though you can have a business page on there, um, and that's great to do that because it's another place that people can get found. You, all your activities should be on a personal level, on your personal page on there, because like I said, that's kind of representing you as a business. Yeah, on the on the business side, on LinkedIn, like I will, I, I'll create Miles Through Time, right? We've got Lake Shark Media, all these different businesses. And they're there, but they're literally there as placeholders so that when it goes back to our personal profile and I say, I'm the founder of Miles Through Time, it links it back to Miles Through Time, which then links it to, it gives you a little bit more information and takes you back to the website and do all that kind of stuff. But nobody follows that. I mean, it, it is, it's all the, on the personal level, but it just, it's fill out the, 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 the company and then kind of leave it like you might get some followers but it's it's going to be on you to to do it on your personal on linkedin and so since we're talking about linkedin there is one humongous mistake that so many people are making a lot on linkedin which makes me not even want to go on linkedin because you people are crazy and even now on facebook people are starting to do it and if you are doing this like you have to you have to stop People somewhere told people that it was a fantastic idea to direct message people and say, hey, Sean, I'd love to talk to you about your business. Here's what I sell. Woo, woo, buy it all. I can help you. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. On LinkedIn, I expect it and I can easily ignore it. When it happens on Facebook, man, I just feel dirty. Because what happened is it's somebody that's utilizing their personal page, right, as their business, friend requesting me. And immediately hitting me up on Facebook Messenger to, which, which it's just weird. Like I it's don't know who you are. Dirty, and it feels dirty, and it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel genuine. And I really just want to unfriend these people because I, I know that they're trying to grow their business, and I'm a business owner too, and I get that. But there are ways to do it and ways not to do it. And friend requesting somebody on Facebook and then instantly direct messaging them to join your group to get on a phone call with you is not the way to do it. So in either place, like absolutely direct message the crap out of people, but you have to do it in a way that is going to be more authentic and genuine. And one way to do that is to spend a couple days before you want to direct message somebody and go to their page and like some of their posts, make a couple comments, read their bio so that you know who they are and who you're talking to. Because if you are on LinkedIn and you are trying to get me to do so, you know, you want to do my social media management or you want to build my website, like you're an idiot. Like you didn't read my stuff. You're just mass uh, messaging people. And that is not the way to do it. A little bit of recon can go a, a long way. I, even on, on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, any of them, Friend request the, the person or whatever the case may be and just like engage with them over a, a period of time. Comment on their posts, you know, get in front of them without being like, bye, bye, bye. You're, you know, hey, that's, you know, a cool office chair or whatever it is they're doing. Just comment on it. Like it. I mean, and then they're going to be like, well, who's this person? You know, they're, they're showing me some love. And then. You know, you're sharing your business's stuff, so they're going to start seeing your stuff. And then maybe then you can have a more organic connection as far as, hey, this is what I offer if you're interested. And it, it's a whole less, lot less 
slimy feeling. Yeah, I had somebody recently and I didn't know if I wanted to say something about it or not, but somebody friend requested me and immediately sent me a message saying that they were a part of this coaching group and how great they were and that they were using this super fancy software that could help my business. You guys, I designed, like I did the user interface for the software. I'm the one that did this. <laughs> I worked with them building the software, like, and just a little bit of, you know, recon, they could have known that I'm already part of this coaching group. In fact, I, you know, help the coaching group do all their marketing. Like I'm pretty much like part of their marketing team. And they would have known that if I, you know, if they would have just looked a little bit like I was, it's like, really? <laughs> uh, and, and I did, I messaged him back and I said, you know, <laughs> it, it would be really, you know, this would be much more effective if you um, paid attention to the person that you're trying to send these messages to, because I am definitely not your market. And I let him know why. And he had hired somebody that was just doop, doop, do going around, just trying to find no, no recon, no anything. And I think you're going to give yourself a bad name and you're going to make people not want to do business with you if, if you treat people like that. And that alone, like that tells you right there that all these things, half of them, the person that's requesting your friendship or connection isn't even the one doing it. It's some other person that's, you know, getting a paycheck to do it. And it's just, there's, there's better ways. There are better ways. So that's definitely a huge social media marketing mistake. Let's see. So we talked about, um, being very salesy and, and you know, direct messaging in that way is super salesy. And I see a lot of companies that that's all they, they don't post a lot, but when they do, it's just like, here's my services, bye. Here's my services, bye. And I think being too salesy is too much, but at the same time, you have to tell people what you're selling. You have to give them an opportunity to buy what you have. Otherwise you are kind of, I don't want to say you're wasting your time, but your time could be so much better if you did make an offer here and there. Yeah. If all you post is happy mother's day memes, you know, whatever the holiday is and none and like nothing else. First of all, nobody's going to care to follow your stuff because it's boring and it's not serving you any good like there's no purpose to it whatsoever if you had stuff like that that you're sharing in conjunction with you know salesy stuff and some other stuff informational tips tricks uh funny stuff i mean it could be anything that would make what your page is interesting For i mean sure. that's the goal i think you need to follow the no like and trust when you're posting on facebook you do want to fit, post some things on, or social media in general, it's not just Facebook. You do want to post some things on there that so people know what you do, know who you are, know what you do, know what your services are, know what your project pro products are. Like they need to know you. Then they need to like you. So yeah, doing some funny posts, being a little bit entertaining, showing your personality a little bit, showing the guys that work with you or, you know, showing some of the projects and things that you're working on so that they kind of like you because that personality and some of that funny stuff and that way they, they like you. And so doing some of those, it's going to get in front of people more so that they do know you and they recognize you 
and then you want to get people to trust you. So you have to let people know that you're an authority, that you're an expert in what you do. So you have to post some of that stuff too. So teaching them something, giving them some tips, showing them your, the jobs that you're working on, showing that like you are somebody that they would want to spend money on. You can't just post the memes. You can't just post just the sales. So you got to think no like trust when you're posting and do a nice mix of those things. Because yeah, some of those people that if they're following you, they probably want to be customers of yours. They're just not ready for whatever reason. So, I mean, what you're doing is you're keeping them on the hook that whole time. You know, here's a little bit more and a little bit more. And eventually, hopefully they become that customer or client of yours. But if you know they don't see you at all or all it is is the sales, 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 and they're like, I know, I just... I, I can't do it right now. Like motivate me in another way. You know, if, if it's a watch, for example, don't, don't share, you know, the cost of this expensive watch on a daily basis. I know I can't get it, but share, you know, somebody else wearing it or, you know, what makes it so special or expensive. And I'm going to be like, Oh man, I really got to get one of those. And eventually, you know, uh, it'll get to that point where I'll either stop following you or I'm going to buy the watch. And so the more you post about the watch, and so they're keeping consistent, and at least it keeps you top of mind. And I think that's another thing that's very important about posting. Uh, and we talked a little bit about, you know, making sure that your page is set up, but setting up your page isn't the end all of social media. Like you can't just set it up and then leave it and never post at all. And you'll go to pages every once in a while, and there'll be like, 15 posts, 15 days in a row, just like really quick. And then no posts for like two years. Which I think looks worse. Right. To me, that looks like a business that was in business. And is not. Yeah. So figure out what works for you. And if what works for you is posting once a week, because that's all you can do, like I totally think you should post more than that. But at least a consistent once a week, somebody would look at that and go, oh, they post once a week. They're still in business. They're still here. And so though everything is going to take a little bit longer and it's going to get a lot harder for you to get seen because you're posting so little, at least it's consistent because you have to post enough so that people know that you are still there. Like just setting up the page is great because like we said, you can search a business on Google or wherever you're searching at and the Facebook page will come up. So it is a way that people can, they can check out what you're doing. They can see pictures of you. They can find your contact information. There's maps, there's reviews, like all those cool things are on there. But then you have to also post in some type of consistent way. And I don't really care what it is, but you know, I would never say do less than once a week. And I think you should post more than that, but like make that a minimum. And you know what? There is really awesome, inexpensive scheduling programs that you can use that you can like come up with 30 posts. And if you're scheduling once a week, you can do like 30 weeks at a time and then not have to do it again. And at least your bases are covered for at least getting something out. Um, and if you want to know some of those, I have a page on ToriMathis.com and I'll put it in the description um, that you can get that there's resources and there's some that we suggest that we use for our clients or that we suggest to our clients. And so you could try one of those out. Almost all of them have like a 30 day or or whatnot um, trial period. So you could try it out and see what you know what happens. That way you're, you don't feel like you have to do it every single day or you do it every single week. Um, you can just do a little bit of planning like on you know one day. And then and then schedule those out for a long time. That way, you don't have to worry about that consistent post. See, those are great for 
filler content, right? So you you don't even have to think about it. It's it's always going out there. But any business should be able to pull out their phone and take a picture of something every so often. Like you don't have to do it every day by any means. Shoot, you don't even have to do it every week if it's like a business that really doesn't like you got a challenge to figure out what to take a picture. But those like just raw, you know, in the moment type photos, like those are pretty neat because that like that is your business, whatever it is. They don't need to be overproduced or anything like that. You don't have to do anything to them. Just be like, here's what we're working on today or here's my office. I mean, anything like it's just it's something easy that you should be able to do at least that on top of, you know, the everything else that's recurring that you don't have to think of. And so this isn't something that necessarily you have to do either. If you have employees, task your employees that every single job site they go to, they have to take two pictures and get them to you or let them post to the page. However, you know, you work that part out. Um, I was talking to the owner of Riley's, um, Riley and Bella's uh, karate lessons. And then I was saying, you know, it looks like you're, you know, you, you do some cool stuff on, on social, but it doesn't look like it's really consistent. And he's like, yeah, we try to get our teachers to do it, but our trainers, you know, the coaches there, but they just haven't been able to do it. So they have all of these different coaches that are working for them that day in and day out are seeing the cool things that the kids are doing. And that's what parents want to see kids having a great time and learning responsibility and growing and all this stuff. So if every single uh, coach, every single trainer was tasked with taking, you know, two pictures or one picture in a video or whatever, because once they make it a habit, they'll do it. You just have to get it going and then keep them on it to keep it consistent. And maybe you have a contest that like whoever does it, you know, for the month of, you know, May, uh, the best or, you know, the most consistent gets whatever, a $25 gift card, a $100 gift card to Amazon, whatever, like have it be something fun. Um, that way more people can get involved because I think that people that are working with you probably do want to share that. Like it's good for them too. Well, plus anything that can be connected to somebody else, it's like, oh, I'm in that picture or that's my son or brother or whatever the case may be. And they'll reshare it. Oh yeah. Like when the dojo has pictures of, I haven't seen any pictures of Riley, but there was a video that Riley took and he's like, listen, that's my voice. I took that video. So he was all excited about it. I didn't share that one, but Bella's been in some of them. And yeah, I shared it to my Instagram stories and, you know, I shared it to my page. So it's so that, you know, now that many people that I'm friends with now have seen that and see that that's where, you know, my kids go and they see that that's where um, maybe they should take their kids. And so it, it definitely helps to get that uh, snowball going so that more people can get in front of you, because that is one of the coolest things about social media marketing. That's one of the coolest things about all of this digital stuff is that you can reach more people than you ever could before with traditional marketing. And just because you, I, I don't know, it's one of those things that like, just because it's easy doesn't mean it's easy to do. Um, or just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, you know, there's things like, I, I totally understand that it can be very, it can feel very complicated, but you can make it easy by just getting kind of into a groove and making sure that you're avoiding some of these mistakes. Because some of these are just like simple, simple fixes that you can make that'll make a big difference. Unless you don't have a smartphone, then you're screwed. It's going to be super difficult to do any of this. You think so? Yeah. You got to get a whole nother camera and That's then you got to go back to a computer and upload it all. But for most part, I mean, everyone's got a smartphone, I think. Like if you're watching or listening to this, I'm sure you've got a smartphone. Which means there's no excuse. It's super easy. Even uh, we took 
I took the car to one of those uh, touchless car washes. And, and there's an attendant there. They don't really do anything, but there's an attendant there in case there's a problem, right? But they, they started some little social media campaign of car of the week. I just randomly pick some car, take some pictures, and say it's the car of the week and post on social media. It means nothing. I got nothing. I didn't get a free car wash or anything like that. But they took photo, photos of the car, shared it. And I'm like, hey, there's our car. Guess what I did? Shared it. <laughs> you know? it. It's really like in that, like, if you try to think of like, well, how how does a car wash take social it? media market? I, it's it's really easy if you just start to not overcomplicate things and kind of dumb it down a little bit and be like, mm, click and post, you know, and you never know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. You can just make up something special. We always talk about like market like you're a mattress store. If you look at like a mattress store and you think like, what is a mattress store going to do that's, you know, exciting or whatever? Like a mattress store always has a sale. There's always something going on. There's some reason you got to come in this weekend because blah, 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 whatever it is. Like, I think they're making up holidays because they always have something going on. And so whatever business, whatever your business is, you can always have something going on. And car of the week is something always going on. It makes it a special reason. And then when you get that consistency, people are going to be like, I wonder what the car of the week is. And then they'll go check. And so giving that, doing that special thing and doing that thing that's consistent is going to make people want to come back in. Like we do a new show every Tuesday and Thursday. So you know you can come and watch us every Tuesday and Thursday. And we're going to talk about something else that you know has to do with being smarter about your marketing, smarter about growing your business. It's something consistent that we've built in that now it's a habit and we just do it every single day, every single week, you know, almost at a hundred episodes now. So there's no reason that you can't do something like this um, for your business as well. And so we talked about, you know, having a business profile set up, especially on Facebook, because you get all of these really cool tools and all of these different um, experiences, opportunities that you can use to grow your business. But one thing about these is that if you're not using all of them, some of them you may want to turn off. And one of these is your direct messenger. Um, Sean actually just helped somebody out with this this week um, because he didn't want to, he was getting a lot of direct messages that he didn't want to deal with. And so he came to Sean, he's one of our clients um, that we do you know, website design and website maintenance for and asked Sean to help him out. So what did you do? Because everything that Sean did, I'm like, like, that's the most amazing thing. Like, I don't think people realize that they can do this. And it can make a really big difference because it's like uh, putting a phone number on your website and then never answering it. Like it's just bad business. So the direct messenger, if you're not going to use it, here is what to do. Yeah, he called and said that he keeps getting all these messages or messenger messages on Facebook and he doesn't want to use it. It's a bar. And so he winds up getting all these crazy messages about crazy drama that you can only imagine could ever happen at a bar and late and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't want to deal with it. Uh, and, and he's not a social media guy anyway. So it's already out of his wheelhouse of his comfort level of what he's wanting to do. And so I'm like, all right, well, I, we don't manage his Facebook page. And so I, I go to, I'm on the phone with him and I look and like, it's set up in the default template. Like it's big, bright blue button that says message me. There's nothing that says don't message him. Like, so if, if I was following his page or interested in the bar or anything like that, it gave the impression that I could just message him. And the thing is, is he messages him, messages back uh, 
you know, it may not always be the quickest thing, but he, he's, he uses it, which then implies that people can keep using it because he's got a, a consistent um, base level of customers, that, recurring customers, right? So that these people are the same ones that are messaging over and over. So he doesn't want to use this thing, but they're using it and he's replying and then they use it more and more and more. And so I'm like, well, let's just remove it. <laughs> so he got it so that he, uh, he gave me his login and all that kind of stuff. And I changed the template completely from the default to uh, a restaurant template, which changed all the tabs and got rid of stuff that wasn't relevant to him. And the biggest one was that button on the top. I changed it from Messenger and switched it over to just a contact, which then went to his website, which is specifically what he wanted. He wanted people to go to his website. And he said that people could text him on the web on the phone number that's listed on the website. So I changed that as well. Because he didn't tell me that he got he could get text to that number. It's just a, a cell phone. And most people don't realize, like a business number, they're not going to assume that they can text that as well. You know, I think there's still that that uh, belief that only cell phones can get text. But a lot of these business numbers now do have the ability to text. But if you don't tell people that, then you, you know you don't know. And in his industry, if he's he's hands on in this bar, so. Uh, if he can just answer a text when he's got a moment, that's a lot easier for him than answering even a phone call or having to deal with a messenger app or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I took it a step farther, though, removed the button, but then messenger is still there. Uh, it's just not front and center. Um, and so I added a couple of automated questions that said, you know, like, what are your hours and, and um Something else. I don't remember what it was. Gen generic ones. And I answered it for it. So that if they clicked it, it would just answer that for it. And then I added an autoresponder as well that basically said, thanks for contacting us. Uh, this is not the best way to get a hold of us. Go ahead and give us a call or text and sent them over to the website and the phone number for that. Uh, that should pretty much solve his problem. Uh, if anybody then continues to straight up message him through Facebook and refuses to contact him any other way, uh, I mean... It's probably not that important anyways, and they can let it go. Yeah, I, it drives me crazy when I go and I, I do use you know the direct messenger and message a business and they don't respond. And it's like, if you're not going to ever respond, like don't, don't have it up there as an option. And it's like, I totally understand because I don't want to get all these direct messages either because it's all these people trying to <laughs> sell me their stuff. Like, I totally get it. So, you know, if you have... Um, ways that you don't want to be contacted through social media or even on your website, like it's okay to narrow the field and only put a number for text or only put an email because it's it's better that you have one way that you're definitely going to get back to people than have a lot of ways that you may or may not. Like, <laughs> like it's okay if you don't have a phone number on there, if you do have some other way like direct messenger or like um, having an email address on there. So don't feel like you have to put those things out or you have to use every bell and whistle that um, social media marketing uh, sites have. You don't have to use every single thing on there, but make sure if it's something like contact information, you know, that you, you're only using ones that you really want to use. And on top of that, I found out that he didn't have a whole lot of his information filled out. Somebody must have helped him and changed the name so that that was correct and it wasn't just a bunch of numbers uh, but other than that like the hours weren't there not a whole lot on the about or anything and then the the 
the header image was just a big blurry crap logo. So I had changed all that form as well and made it so that you could see it on mobile when it's all small and desktop. And so uh, I took it a step farther and just made everything look quite a bit better and uh, make it so that he doesn't really have to use it at all anymore. And he could just have one of his bar tenders or something post pictures to it and not really have to deal with anything else with it. I think that was my, my last mistake that people make is never going back and updating information or going back and seeing changes that Facebook has made because Facebook makes changes and you know, always trying to make the user experience a little bit better, trying to make it easier for business owners, especially that are non-techie to be able to use the, the service. And they're kind of moving things around a lot and you know, changing the damn, you know, banner sizes and stuff. So it's a really good idea that, you know, maybe you just set an alarm every couple of months to just go check it out and go look at what your page looks like and make sure that your hours are correct and make sure that, you know, your website link is correct and make sure that they haven't moved something or added a new field. Um, you know, like with all this COVID stuff, a lot of different, you know, Google and different things added a way that you could put like special restrictions or, you know, if you were a restaurant, if you were doing delivery. So things like this are always going to change because they're always trying to be really flexible to make it work for whatever's happening right now. So make sure that you make it a point to always go back in there, make sure that your information is correct, make sure you have everything filled out, make sure that, you know, once this COVID crap is over that you take all that stuff down because now it doesn't matter that you have to wear a mask or it doesn't matter that you have delivery or whatever these things are these crazy hours or things like that um so make sure that you keep it updated and keep it fresh so that people don't go there and have the wrong information because sean and i have driven across town to a restaurant that looked like they were open because the facebook page was fine and you know what that shit was gone that's a bummer and like like you don't want to bum people out like that so make sure your stuff is, is updated and some of these, like uh, Facebook and, and Google Your Business, it actually allows other users to suggest updates. And if you don't catch those suggestions... Sometimes they're weird. Uh, it, it, it just might update on you, and it, it may not be accurate. So uh, I mean, it could be things like, so for miles through time for Sean, it could be like somebody and it could be an accident. You don't know how many people accidentally hitting stuff on their phone, not realizing what they do. I don't know if it's like one of those butt dial things or what it is, but maybe the, the suggestion will be it's not a museum. It's a auto repair shop. And if you don't catch it and say, no, I'm not accepting that change, it might now file miles through time automotive museum as an auto repair shop, which it is not. <laughs> So yep. when you know when you see those things come up, you want to make sure that you you know you're you're pretty on top, and you really want to make sure that somebody. This is actually okay. So I said that was my last one, but I have actually I have two more. So one is that you want to make sure that somebody is being responsive to your Facebook page, being responsive to comments, being responsive to reviews, because people could go on there and re give you a bad review. Um, Sean has caught ones for our clients that they were accidental one-star reviews that people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that and went and took it off. But if you're not proactive about that kind of stuff, like it's definitely not good. So you want to make sure that you can put different admins on your social media accounts, on your, like, on, like, on your Facebook account. And so you want to make sure that there's probably a couple of people on there that you can trust that will be responsive because you can't always. So, you know, for like my page, Sean is on there. Um, for our clients page, like both of us are on there and then hopefully they have somebody in their office and them because the owner of the company cannot be the one that is the only person like like to uh, 
have access and to be able to do that. So you want to make sure that somebody else is able to, you know, respond to the emails or to the messages and reviews and things like that. And so I said access. That is the other thing. Do not let just you or just the girl in the office that set it up or your friend's uh, niece who set the Facebook page up. Don't have only that person be the only person that has access to your Facebook page. Your personal Facebook page, only you have access to it. You're not even supposed to like give other people the information. Like that is yours and you don't give everybody access to that. But to your business page, there is actually a section on there with users and you can give different people different access to that page. Give somebody else that you trust. Have it be like your mom. I don't care. Have it be your daughter. Have it be somebody that has admin access. So if you go and blow up your email address or you get amnesia or whatever happens, somebody else can get in there because if, if you can't get in there, like it's it's dead and there's no way for you to delete it. There's no way for you to break back into it. And it's such, it's, it's so unfortunate when that does happen. So make sure that somebody else has admin access. And then you can give other people editor access. Like we talked about like your employees being able to upload um, photos. You can give them like an editor access where they can add photos, but they can't delete the account. Right. And you'll see that when there's uh, multiple pages for the same business. You're like, what's going on here? Why That's do they have fun. so many? I can't get into it. That's a bummer too. And you know, Facebook, I, I don't think that's a priority for them. So they just leave those pages. Um, and yeah, there's no way to get that. So I hope that these social media marketing mistakes are things that, you know, if you are making any of these, you know, you've maybe jotted some of these down. A lot of these are super, super easy things that you can fix that are going to make uh, your marketing efforts online so much easier. And so, like I said before, we have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and I don't know where you're watching or listening to this, but we are on several or pretty much all of the podcast of stations. Um, so you can listen on Spotify or iTunes. You can ask Alexa to play us. Um, we're also on YouTube. You can find us at ToriMathis.com. And um, we're also on all of the social media channels as well. And so if you like this episode, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a comment. Maybe you leave us a review. That would be really great. And we'll see you on the next one.